to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. Everybody, I missed you so much. How are you? Welcome back to Hashtag Single. It's Jeanette, your host. Um, I am a little excited because this is the very last episode of 2020, and I know we are all stoked to have this year be done with. Um, I, I think that's really funny, as if we think like uh, 2021 is going to be all that different. Because <laughs> let's be honest, next month um, we're still going to be unemployed, we're still going to be stuck at home. We're probably all still going to be single, you know, Um, but let's not get too down about that. Honestly, I have big hopes for next year and I hope you do too. So I am happy to have with me for 2020's last one-on-one episode, my friend Jessica, who is a wonderful human and sister and theater lover. We had the pleasure of working together on a project in 2018 and potentially have a new project on board for next year or maybe 2022. So we shall see what happens. Uh, Welcome to Hashtag Single Jessica. Thank you for having me, Jeanette. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy we did this too. Um, It's been a long time since I've seen you in person, and this is just like a fun excuse to chat with you. Thank you. Yeah, and then for our voice of the patriarchy, we have the honor of having Carl. Hello. Thank you for inviting me on. Carl is, um, I love this story so much, you guys, I have to share it with you. Carl and I met over a decade ago doing the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. That's how strong theater bonds are, you guys. They just, uh, once you find your your fellow theater nerd, it's hard to let go. Absolutely. No, we've just, uh, we've stayed in touch on on Facebook. And um, I don't know, I, I can't even remember what we reconnected on, but it was something, some post I wrote about being single, and then um, Carl was like, don't even get me started. And I was like, wait a minute, are you single too? Let's have you on the podcast. So thank you for joining us. Where are you right now? Where am I? I'm yeah. sat at my computer. Um, oh, a yeah, little more uh, bigger, in, a little bigger. Uh, in my bedroom. Yes, yeah, and where at, is at my the de- bedroom? At my desk, um, in my house. <laughs> Where are you in the world, Carl? Uh, Lancashire, in uh, Lancashire, uh, north of England, northwest of England. Wonderful, wonderful. And Jessica and I, of course, are in New York, so cool. Um, so Jessica and I have something we are very excited to get down and dirty about. Um, so we will let you sit back and then we'll check in with you a little bit. How's that awesome. sound? Yeah, that sounds cool. Go get yourself, no, I was going to say, go get yourself a drink, but like, don't go away, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go away, stay put, listen in. All right, Jessica, madam, tell me everything. Where are you at in your dating life, in the single journey that is 2020? Oh, the 2020 single journey of, of talking with people on Bumble but not actually getting to see them because of the logistics of 
dating during a pandemic, which yeah. I have not figured out. No one has, dear. <laughs> that's, why, that's why we're all here. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, uh, it's been a while since I've been in a relationship. Um, I have really been focused a lot on my career in the last few years. And with um, being at home during coronavirus, um, during the summer, I reconnected with a friend of mine who lives in Los Angeles. And I had hoped I had hoped that that would evolve into a relationship. And um, it didn't quite go that way. We've decided to just stay friends. And it really kind of woke up in me the desire to be in a relationship Mm. and because he's just a great guy and he's, you know, really has a lot of the qualities that I want in a partner. And, and so I just decided, well, if I was open to being in a long distance relationship, (laughs) then there's really no reason why I can't at least see what's out there, you know, um, with Bumble and maybe it'll start really slow with, you know, just chatting and video, you know, video chatting and, um, and then we'll see what happens. And I've been doing that for like the last month and a half. Wait, you just joined Bumble? Just joined Bumble. (gasps) Welcome. (laughs) Tell me what the new non-jaded experience is like for new users. Um, You know, one of the the things that I like about Bumble is that um, it's very female-led. You know, I only get to, I only talk to the people that I really want to talk to. You know, it's my job to show up and do all the swiping right. And, um, and it's my job to initiate the conversation. And I kind of like that because it does put the ball in my court. And I also don't like it because, um, it is actually a lot of pressure to make the first move. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, you know, there are a lot of people who just seem to be there swiping right on as many people as they can, and then you'll match, and um, some of, you know, they have like 24 hours Yes. to respond to the match after you've matched with them and sent them your initial contact, and... A lot of people just let it time out. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> that is that is a hundred percent the reason that I left that app was I started to feel like, yes, I'm so on board with how this app was created. I love the idea of putting the power back into women's hands. Um, but I noticed after a while, I was like, oh, they regamed the system, right? Instead of this, it's almost like, no, we can't let you have the power. So how can we sneakily take it back? And actually I was told that what guys are doing is swiping on everybody, then seeing who matches with them and then deciding at that moment, do I want to speak to that person? And I'm like, I spent all this energy trying to send you that first message and all this stuff. And you're like, 
I was just not getting responded to. And it was as bad as it was on the other apps. I was like, screw this. So I left. I got really frustrated. I'm still hanging with it. And I'm not on any other apps. I'm just trying, I'm kind of at a point right now where I'm already kind of over it. <laughs> I love, there's nothing truer than that. You're like, I was trying on a month and a half in and it was like, oh yeah, this actually sucks. Yeah. (laughs) I'm already kind of over it. You know, and then like there were some people that I talked to that were really, you know, friendly guys and we struck up some nice conversations and then it's just like, are we or aren't we going to get together? You know, mm-hmm. do, do we want to do, you know, a masked first date or get the COVID test so that we can be unmasked and whatever? And nobody was so into it where we were like, yeah, let's go through this whole rigmarole of doing all of the safety precautions to meet in person. And then it just sort of fizzled out. Or, you know, there would be someone who, like, there was this one guy who got mad at me because, and I think this is what in inspired you to ask me to- oh oh well that's hold that story then we'll come back to that story yeah well like did you have you gone on any in-person dates i have not no i've i've had several nice video chats oh i consider that a date oh okay well then yes i've had several dates okay that's i mean i think like i think anything where you both decide to like meet in person and we know meet is sort of a general term in 2020 so i think a facetime date or a zoom date is a date you know yes you've had several of them that's great i've had a few dates then that's i i mean that's that's better you're doing better than i am We were in the same same conversation at the same time and we could see each other. And you looked at each other's eyes. Like, that's what else more do you need, honestly? Like I said, I'm, I'm just having, I think even just like getting off the, getting out of the chat is a win that should be celebrated. Like the two of you mutually deciding to like, no, nah, I'd like to like get out of this, the parameters of this little chat room thing. Uh, that's, I think that's a date. Why not? All yeah. right. Have you had a second date? Even if that was... We didn't have a second date. Okay. So, but you've had a couple. We've had a few first dates. I want to, um, so I'm so curious about what you said about this person that you reconnected with over the summertime, because obviously that was done virtually. It's interesting because I think the virtual world introduced this idea of like, well, if we're all just going to date virtually anyway... Why can't I talk to somebody from London or why can't I talk to somebody from L.A. and see what happens? You know, how did you how did you know this person? And then what made you decide you wanted to maybe see if you could take it to the next level? Um, We know each other from when I lived in Washington, D.C. about 12 years ago. Um, I was doing improv at the Washington Improv Theater, as was he, and um, he was in a couple different troops, and I was taking classes there, and he was also a volunteer manager, and I was volunteering with the theater, so we just, you know, we connected way back then, and then... Wait, what does connected mean? We, we've never dated, but we met way back then. But you flirt, there was a flirtation or there was like, we were mo- maybe interested in each other back then or no? You know, I always thought he was a nice guy. He's like five years younger than me. Nice guy means shit. <laughs> They're all nice guys, Jessica. 
All right, you want me to get real with you, right? <laughs> I do. What the? <laughs> I'm being so polite. Why? Why? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So he he's a really good guy, and I I did think he was attractive back then, and mm-hmm. he was also in a relationship, and he was like five years younger than me, and I think. You know, I'm 43 and he's 38 and that feels okay with me. But like 12 years ago, it was a bigger deal. It felt like a bigger deal. Yeah, it is. So back then it was like not like I was like, oh, he's really nice and cute. And he's five years younger than me and he's in college and blah, blah, blah. And we're in different places in our lives. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... You know, we just got to know each other as friends when I was living there. And, you know, then when I moved away, we became Facebook friends. And we've been Facebook friends for the last 10 years. Like me and Carl. <laughs> and, um, and you know, um, then for my birthday this year, because of the pandemic, I decided, well, shoot. If I can't get together with people for drinks or anything, I'm just going to have a virtual Zoom birthday party. Love it. And he, um, he RSVP'd to my Zoom birthday party. And I was like, wow, I haven't talked to him in forever. <laughs> you know, we've just been Facebook friends. Totally. Um, so that kind of piqued my interest. And, um, you know, we started talking and... You know, then my summer went completely bonkers because of my sister's accident. And he was just super, like, lovely and, and supportive. As, and, you know, we got to know each other over the summer. And um, it seemed like, you know, we both wanted similar things in a relationship. And so I started to think, hmm, you know, this guy's really shown up for me. Yeah. I've been, like very supportive and he didn't have to be you know he's not like we were not super close friends when I lived in DC and we haven't been close friends for the last decade so it was a real pleasant surprise that you know he was so present and like we would talk for an hour and a half once a week (laughs) And I was like, that's a connection, you know, that's a real connection. And, and as my sister got out of the hospital and our lives started to settle down, um, I was like, now I have a little bit more mental space and time and I really like this dude. (laughs) And I don't know what is possible because we really hadn't talked about each other in a relationship but um I was like I'm really into him like I you know like he got really busy with work at the beginning of September and we didn't talk for a few weeks and I was like I really miss talking to him (laughs) and I have feelings about it oh and and I need to like I have to be honest about it, you know, and just, you know, say to him how I feel. And, um, you know, he was super gracious and kind. And he was like, I just don't feel like I can do this right now. Like, (laughs) and um, I just really want to stay friends. And so, like, that's how we left that. And we've continued to stay friends. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Because sometimes people, like, they say that a lot of people don't share their feelings for fear of the repercussions, which is, like, now it's awkward and I've ruined, I've blown up the friendship, you know? I mean, it's still, it still feels a little tender and awkward. We haven't talked as much in the last couple of months since I told him how I felt. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like, you know, we've had enough uh, friendly, like, genuine, like, text exchanges and things like that, where I don't feel like we'll not get back to being good friends. Yeah. He's probably, there's probably that really, like, a little bit of that scary space of, like, I don't want her to get the wrong impression or I don't want to lead her on. So you have to sort of ride that wave. And then once once you both feel, like, comfortable enough, like, it's not walking on eggshells, your friendship will probably resume. But the issue, of course, is, like, how, how are you feeling about all that? You know, I feel okay with it. Yeah. You know, I like literally a week after we had that conversation, I was like, well, I want to be in a relationship and I clearly felt ready to try it. So that's like when I joined Bumble. (laughs) So it wasn't like I stayed hung up over it or anything like that. And, you know, I, I, you know, I guess, and I think this is probably, you know, being in my early 40s and just being like I know what I want in a relationship and I definitely don't want in a relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one of the things that I really don't want is to feel like I'm pushing someone or like I have to do all the heavy lifting to keep a relationship moving forward right and if somebody's not a yes and in this case being improvisers a yes and (laughs) oh there it is there it is love it you know to like what is possible in our relationship with each other then it's okay you know to just say no and then be friends (laughs) um I don't need it to be something you know like I I'm not trying to make a square peg fit into a round hole. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's an incredibly strong stance to take. I think everyone wants to be that person. I think it's really hard to be that person. Um, Also, just like I give you a lot of credit for just putting yourself out there and putting your heart on the line and being like, look, I feel this way. I'm going to give it a go. If it doesn't work, it wasn't meant to be. I'm cool to say friends. Let's freaking join Bumble and move on. Like, like, honestly, like that, what you did sounds so simple, super simple, but I would guarantee the majority of people can't go through the, the process that you went through with as much confidence. Thank you. I mean, I certainly don't feel like, you know, like I I don't feel like it was a super simple process. It's no, it sounds simple in retrospect. That's what I'm saying. It sounds simple in retrospect. Like in the moment, you know, there I definitely went through like, I swear I went through like the five stages of grief. Of course you did. You wouldn't be human if you w- if you didn't. You know what I mean? Like there is a like a grieving process to like, oh, I really thought that that was going to happen and, and go a different way, and you got let down, and you got 
rejected for better or for worse, you know. But, you know, I always think of that like takeaway uh, is sort of like Christian adjacent of the, the, the bare feet in the sand kind of. I, may, I might be mixing my metaphors here, which I wouldn't be surprised at. But the idea of like, I think I might 100% be. It's the idea of like, Jesus was carrying me. <laughs> I don't think that's what I'm thinking. I have no idea why I said that. Um, <laughs> we're just going to please write that from the record, Judge. Um, what I'm thinking about is like you meet people for, what am I thinking about? It's like you meet people for a reason. There's there's some something like pseudo Christian about that. There's some well, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> what I'm really basically saying is that like not every relationship ends up being a relationship. Sometimes that relationship is just to show you or or give you a takeaway or something you learn from. In this case, it was the the takeaway that the lesson was like. What a beautiful gift. You realize you were ready for a relationship. And like, if that's all he, he, if he was put on this planet to intersect with you in this moment, so that to help you on your journey, like that is enough. Does that make any sense at all? That totally makes sense. Okay. I, it's nothing to do with, with, with bare feet in this. It's a lovely way of looking at it. <laughs> it is not to do, but I'm sure Jesus was holding you the whole time. I, Oh my god. Um so that look this is a good transition because I uh freaking left Bumble as I already mentioned because I was I honestly I have like I have app fatigue uh in cycles like every few months. So cuz I've been doing this for so long and like app dating in the pandemic is like super duper broken. So, you know, I'm just one of these raccoons that grab onto silvery shiny new things and I discovered that Facebook was doing Facebook dating. <laughs> I was like, ooh, something new. Um, so I, I joined Facebook dating uh, in the summertime um, just to just to shake things up, right? And I what I like about Facebook dating is like it does what Hinge used to do is that it shows you your friend connections. So I was like, I mean, there's a lot of randos and there's still a lot of tons of dudes, too many dudes in the gym and in the the driver's seat of their car thinking that it look amazing. But I matched with this guy um, who I have a mutual friend with. Uh, Stupid hot, like stupid fucking super hot, right? Helps that we have someone else to vouch for him. And we connected right away super fast uh so much so that i was like let's get off this app as i already mentioned like within maybe a day or two we are texting non-stop literally from good morning when we wake up to good night when we go to sleep and i we're flirting there's banter there's joking i'm like i'm in i'm on board um but something came up, and this is uh, why I brought you on the podcast to talk about this month, uh, or sort of topic du jour, if you will, that came up um, kind of quickly, right? So just to be clear, so we had been texting a few days, but we'd not made plans to meet, but it was mutually agreed that we wanted to. And then I noticed his texts getting increasingly familiar, you know, so like, babe, became baby and then there was a deer as in like hello deer and I was like ugh like don't my uncle says that to my aunt like let's not 
I don't want that ever, but like not before we, you know me, right? And um, and then, you know, I sort of made a joke about it, like, LOL, I don't, you know, like, I'm not an old lady, or I don't even know what I said, but I, I, I made a joke about it to write it off. Um, but then he texted me in the middle of the afternoon, what's up, hun bun, which makes me want to vomit. Um, and I was like, okay, like, I need to let this person know, just similar to you, it's like, it's time to come clear on my feelings, otherwise we can't move forward. Um, that I wasn't into it. So I just like politely asked that we cool it on the pet names because I didn't think that we were there yet. And cold turkey, he stopped texting me. Like, so we go from like, he's texting, we're probably texting each other once every couple hours. So like, I did not hear from him for the rest of the day and the day after. So the next day, the next morning, or rather maybe like two mornings after, like 8.30 in the morning, um, he texted me let me know that he enjoyed talking to me, but he felt ultimately that we had personality differences and um, and thought it was best that we move on. And the reason why I know that you and I connected on this, because I, I ranted about this on Facebook, just on my, my personal page, because I, for me, this hit at a really kind of feminist level, right? Like I firmly believe that a woman, if a woman asks you to stop talking to her in a certain way or stop touching her a certain way, whatever it is that makes her uncomfortable, then your only response is to stop, right? Like you should not be annoyed. You should not be offended. If anything, you should apologize. And I, I, FYI, I, don't, I honestly don't even know how many women that like, like being called sweetheart or baby or honey by anyone they don't already love. So this is what I was ranting about. And you responded to this because you had a similar experience. So tell me about that experience. So I had an experience where I was having a really nice chat with this guy that I was hoping that we would get to the date phase with. And all of a sudden he was trying to get me to be more flirtatious with him. And I was like, what does that look like for you? Because I'm just texting. <laughs> We're just texting and getting to know each other. And sharing, you know, information about ourselves. And he was like, well, you know, like, you could use more emojis. And I was like, I'm not really, a, I'm not really an emoji person. You know, I and and I don't understand how that means that I'm flirting with you. Right. Let's break this down. Did he literally say, I don't think you're flirting with me enough? Yeah, he wanted me to be more flirty. Was it like a question? Like, why aren't you flirtatious with me? Or was it more like a request? He want, he asked why I wasn't more flirty with him because he wanted me to be more flirty with me. And like, what a weird thing to say. <laughs> every now and then he would say something and it would be like heart eye emoji, fire emoji, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> so emo emojis were his, were his love language. <laughs> I guess emojis were his love language and it's not mine. You're like, I'm not, I'm not 21 years old. I mean, I'm barely a texter in the first place. Like, I feel like one of the reasons why I have had the number of video dates that I've had is just that I'm like, I'm not here to chat with you via text. You know, if we can't make time to talk to each other, then I'm moving on. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, because I really like my my t- like some people are constant texters, and I am not. I am one of those people who's like, do I have a utilitarian reason to text you? Like, hey, babe, I want you to go pick up some toilet paper at the grocery store. Which is your love language, yes. <laughs> you know, or like, what is our plan for getting together this weekend? You know, like, what is your schedule looking like? Like, those are the kinds of texts that I send. And if it's, if it's turning into a conversation and you're responding promptly, I'm probably just going to FaceTime you, <laughs> you know, because I don't feel like writing everything down. Yeah. Yours, I mean, yours is definitely like a, we're not speaking the same language situation, which to an extent mine was as well. Like, but the thing that really riled me up about mine was this, how do I put this? This like jumping multiple levels in the relationship, which I'm finding a lot recently. I don't know if this has been in your experience as well. I don't know if it's like, a pandemic, but it's almost like I don't want to put in the work of the middle steps to get to what I want, which is I want someone to cuddle with on the couch on Friday. I want someone I can send naked pictures to. I want someone I can like call pet names. We're not there because let's be clear. I don't know you. You're until we meet. And even after we meet, you're a stranger to me. So I'm not going to sext with you. I'm not going to give you my phone number. I'm not going to come over to your apartment. I'm not going to send you pictures of me before we even meet. Like that is insane to me that you would that like that. Oh, now we're talking this assumption of like just because we're talking must means you like me and I'm going to treat you like my girlfriend. Uh huh. Right. Yeah, um, I have not had that experience, but I definitely feel you on that. Like, I, you know, I know that I'm not a, ca- I, I'm not a casual dater. You know, most of my relationships have evolved out of a friendship. We already got to know each other pretty slowly, like the old fashioned way, um, really just as friends. So it's like we knew we liked each other when we started dating. Right. And um, we knew we liked each other as humans before we really knew we liked each other romantically. And so I just I can't really comprehend like the speed with which some people want to move. And so I usually just kill that pretty quickly (laughs) because, um, because it intimidates me and it also doesn't really feel respectful and um and like I very much would like someone to you know hang out with and have Netflix and chill dates with and (laughs) you know I'm totally down with finding someone to have sex with but I also want that person to be a partner and there's a whole lot more to being in a relationship than just having like chemistry <laughs> and mm-hmm. hanging out. Um, so, you know, I'm like trying to get to know people. And one of the things that I found most frustrating about online dating is that like very few people even respond to the question that you use as your starter question. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like, you know, my like the starter question I use a lot of, of the time is like, what lights you up? 
you know, because I want to know what your interests are. I love that question. Yeah. And like, what turns you on in life, you know? And um, a lot of people just bypass that. (laughs) And then they're like, hey. (laughs) Of course they are, because that's all it is. Hey, how are you? I'm like, that's a waste of my time. I don't think it's unrealistic or even like unusual for women to need the process of getting to know someone to allow themselves to trust this person to let them in. Like there's a weird disconnect, like in the same way that men like are ready to have sex, like within two minutes and and women are sort of like, I kind of need maybe two hours at least, like I need a little bit more time. I think especially because there's a safety issue involved, there's a lot of creepers out on the internet, and these are all strangers, um, guys are like, yeah, I'm in, I'm ready to go, let's move forward. And you're like, no, 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 you, there's, you have to earn me. Like, there's, in, in or, if you want this wonderful, beautiful thing with me, you have to show me that you're worthy of it. I don't think that's like a totally bizarro idea, but there might be, maybe this is something like Carl can speak to in a little bit, like, just a, a, a misconnect, not even like a, a misunderstanding, but just like a misconnection of that, what I think is a very basic principle. I mean, one of the things that kind of comes up for me, and I totally agree with you, is like, like I feel like I'm pretty in tune with myself emotionally, and I'm also very much into having a good like intellectual vibe with someone and so I really invest a lot in the early stages of dating someone um you know do I click with you as a human being Mm -hmm. and you know can I talk with you like I'm super turned on by people who are smart and funny and creative and like like who understand the world that I live in (laughs) and being a theater person and not being like, it's really weird to me that you have all this, like, you have your, your theater career, but then you also have this nonprofit, you know, consulting career on the side. And what do you like, I don't have a traditional career that a lot of people think of when, you know, um, so like, I really put a lot of time and energy into like figuring out like connection as a human. And I feel like a lot of men focus on like the physical attraction side of the equation before they focus on that. Yep. And it's kind of like, you know, we probably have to meet in the middle somewhere. I get that. At the same time, I often don't feel like they're meeting me in the middle. And I'm like, you're not giving me anything to build trust in this relationship. That's right. Um, and you're wanting me to give you my physical self (laughs) and, and to show up and be super flirtatious with you. But why would I be flirtatious with you when I don't even know if I like you yet? Yes. Like, like I just said, like that dude you're speaking to emoji dude, he, maybe you'd get there. Who knows? But, um, he hasn't earned 
the privilege of you sending him kissy faces with hearts. Do you know, like maybe you would do that if you were super turned on or into him or like you had a really stimulating conversation or he complimented you. But for him to just be like, this conversation is boring me because you're not flirting with me. Like the correct response is make me flirt with you. Like you're, if I'm not flirting with you, it's cause you're not flirting with me, right? I'm so, what would you say to my dude? Like, how would you respond if you were, if you were like, if someone was using deer, I hate deer, but like deer and baby and hun bun before you'd met, how would you have responded? I probably would have responded pretty similarly to you. Like I'm, you know, I'll drop a babe in there relatively early on. I'm with you. Um, you know, with somebody that I feel like I really click with, I'll probably totally. drop, drop a totally. babe in. But, like, I don't like pet names. And I, you know, it's like people come, like, you can call me Jess or you can call me Jessica. And once we've just de- decided that there's some mutual chemistry, you can call me babe. And beyond that, exactly. I don't even know. Again, it like it's just it's a it's a privilege that you have to earn. I am not your baby until I'm your baby, and then you get to call me that. Yeah, it doesn't make me feel feel more cared for. No, no. <laughs> In anything, like if anything, like I said, it makes me want to throw up and roll my eyes at the same time. Yeah, it makes me feel kind of diminished to hear that, and I also just like and also it once you have said, hey, you know, I really don't like pet names. That should be the end of the conversation, you know, because. I think it's really important to respect boundaries and, you know, you don't know what someone's boundaries are until they set them. But once somebody has said, Hey, I don't like that. Don't do that. What are you even doing? You have no chance to respond. Right. Exactly. What are you even doing? Um, I have to play something for you. (laughs) This is so, this is so good. You're going to die before we go over to Carl. So I mentioned to you that he sent me this like, kind of like, I don't think we're, good match personality match right like goodbye text but I neglected to mention that it was an audio text oh yeah and (laughs) the first audio text he sent me about three I was like well this is fun and different and kind of sexy and now I have a strong suspicion that they may be pre-recorded I'm not sure so he has um, them saved on his phone. This is my breakup text. <laughs> this is, well, the other ones were just like non-specific enough that I'm like, I feel like these might be things that you keep. Um, but this one I think he made for me. And it's, um, I don't want any shame for sharing this. He said this to me as far as I'm concerned. This is my intellectual property. And also this person needs, let's just say this text needs to be shared with the world. Are you Are you ready for it? Let me make sure my volume is up on my phone here. Hang on. Hey, good morning. I just wanted to say what a wonderful time I've had chatting with you the past few days. I think I actually felt something. Just from your videos and our banter alone. But I think I've got certain personality traits that are compatible with you. So it's time for us to part ways. Au revoir. Do you love it? I kind of do love it. Oh my god, Jessica, I can't like the the elevator music in the background and the au revoir at the end. Like I could not stop laughing. I mean, he it, also has like that uh that like 80s DJ voice. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> um 
like that like uh, who is it who sings sexual healing who's who am i thinking of oh um luther vandross i was thinking more along the lines of like this is the live at nine dj oh, sending yes. this out to so and so wait and here's the best part what time did i receive that text 8 30 in the morning Oh, God. You're welcome, America. Um, I'm so glad I could share that with everybody. <laughs> I feel like you dodged a bullet. People keep saying that, but, like, if you fucking knew how many bu- bullets I dodged, man, like, I would be the Matrix right now. Like, I just can't. I'm, I'm so tired of dodging bullets. Let's just say that. Oh, my God. All right. Let is, <laughs> I can't wait to speak to Carl and hear what he has to say about all of this. Carl, welcome back to the podcast. Hello. How how's it going for you on the other end? Yeah, that was a really interesting uh, conversation. That yeah, <laughs> that was. I, I feel like that was a very polite response. He was like, I, "That was." I can't believe that somebody went to such massive effort of recording a, a, that message just to sort of say to break it off with you. Oh my god, That's, it's so good, isn't it? It's it's a bit weird. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's oh like, I mean, you could you could make it a bit more simple and straightforward. What I've had to do is just make it dead simple, straightforward. You know. On the other hand, Carl, um, I think nope. moving forward, you should make all of your breakup texts and set them to music. <laughs> no, Why not? No, 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 no. It's no. It it, it, <laughs> it it kind of feels as though he's trying to sort of make you feel bad because he's gone to so much effort, and it's like, oh, he's gone to so much effort, and it's like. Little did he know I was going to full-on share it on my podcast, so... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've lost out on that one. (laughs) So tell me um, your thoughts. I'm so curious to hear from a male perspective um, your opinion on communication languages and more specifically about this sort of misconnection on terms of the timing of things, the way that women feel like there needs to be more of a process of, of courting, if you will, and guys are like ready to jump in. Yeah, I, I, I kind of get that. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one for me because I sort of I've, I've always like, um, in, in kind of relationships and when I've got together with people it's, I kind of let women lead it a little bit I think and kind of kind of going with the flow a little bit do you feel like like maybe uh English women are a little less forthcoming on what they need or what's not working for them uh I wouldn't say that it probably depends on the woman really because I mean it tends I mean I, I tend to sort of go for people who sort of you know are quite sort of strong and straightforward and, and they'll, you know they'll tell tell you sort of they'll tell me when I step out of line or um, you know they'll you know I won't go you know yeah um, yeah I don't really tend to go for sort of women who sort of will sort of um, demure demure a little bit and sort of not be particularly that submissive to anything you know so yeah but no one's really said to you like like this this isn't working for me or no i mean uh 
Not really, no. Because what else came up for you that that Jessica and I have talked about? Anything you wanted uh, to sort of comment on or rail on well, or yeah, share your few, opinion? The, the, yeah, there's quite a few video chats. You talk about video chats, and uh, I mean, obviously, it's, it's absolutely sort of almost impossible at the moment with COVID. Um, but it's kind of, I kind of want to be chatting like messaging and stuff um, for a, a, as little a time as possible and sort of before arranging a date I don't want to be mm. I don't see video chats as really as a date you can't sort of get the same experience and the same kind of um, energy exchange yeah energy um, yeah. what's the word um, you don't get the same fulfilment from actual, uh, from a video, video chat rather than totally. sort of actually meeting up again that comes back though to sort of this what you were talking about uh things being um moving too fast and sort of uh, having sort of different sort of speeds that you sort of uh on both sides of it so having different speeds of sort of what you sort of prepared to sort of work out so it's kind of uh that gets again another complicated element to it i think have you experienced that, that kind of disconnect with like the speed of things um a little bit yeah well i, I kind of you know when i sort of uh, perhaps I'd sort of suggest uh you know even suggesting swapping swapping telephone numbers just to text and stuff it's like and people say oh it's a bit soon yet i sort of they'd rather sort of um talk for sort of long chats for longer and stuff which i don't know i think it's kind of i kind of find that that's sort of you know there's more of a sort of they see it as sort of just wanting sort of just to fill half an hour of sort of chatting with somebody online Mm. rather than Mm. kind of actually committing to sort of wanting to sort of find a date and and have a relationship and stuff like that so i kind of see that sometimes i think i think that fear is valid and there's like a definite fine line between women needing enough space to be like, okay, you've proven you're not a creep and I trust you versus the fear of, I don't know that this person is actually ever going to meet me. And if we don't get off this app, like what is the point of having this conversation in the first place? Like exactly, that's a really yeah. interesting dance to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think the other thing is, uh, kind of, I, I kind of live out in the sticks a little bit, sort of small town, rather, rather than that, which I think was what makes it more difficult for me is kind of uh, having a much smaller sort of pool of sort of uh, people to sort of um, to 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 today. I mean, rather it's like because it, it's not in sort of the city or anything like that. It's sort of. Mm. Um, I think that sort of complicates it a little bit as well. Um, but yeah. Yeah, because um, theoretically you could, you know, it's like we talked about earlier in the podcast, like it's it's virtual. So you could talk to anybody and you might even start a long distance relationship. But uh, obviously we're just, what we're talking about is that the goal is to get out of the virtual world and meet in real life so exactly, that you can have yeah. a fulfilled experience. So, so yeah. how do you, uh-huh. how yeah, do you marry well, those two? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't sort of, um, I, th- I think with sort of long distance relationships, you've got to sort of know each other sort of properly first rather than sort of, you know, meeting somebody online and then deciding sort of, 
you know you've got to sort of put the effort in kind of uh, being together for a bit first and then sort of looking at sort of the long distance thing I think I don't know I mean that's perhaps just my opinion because I've never had a long distance relationship so <laughs> uh, you just kind of got to sort of build that you know spend the time building that relationship that, that friendship but, up um, first yeah, yeah I'm with yet. you yeah so, so you got well, you guys, step. it has been um, really lovely to speak with you both about your thoughts on dating and um, getting your just opinions on where we're not connecting properly and why it's not working. I, I love also speaking to people from different countries and seeing if it's any different. Spoiler, it's not. <laughs> um, but honestly, this is also just, you know, it's been lovely to connect with both of you um, in real time since it's been such a long time since we've done that. So thank you both for being here. Thank you very thank much. You. It's been, really it's been fun. It was good. And it was just like, oh, it was a lovely way to round up 2020 in a nutshell, truly. <laughs> um, <laughs> all of the struggles we dealt with in pandemic dating, they are not going away, but I think we're getting better at managing them. And we get better every single time we talk about it um, and admit what's what's hard and try to find working solutions going forward. So I'm hoping to have more conversations with you guys uh, in the next year. Uh, if you want to be part of our hashtag single family, reach out. I'm always looking for new guests. Uh, I have some exciting things happening next year for you, which I will tell you about soon over on at hashtag single pod on Instagram. And we'd love to hear from you too. So shout out whenever you want to connect, but I hope everybody, Jessica and Carl included, has a safe rest of 2020, a easeful transition into 2021 and um you know some good blessings around dating in the future and uh i guess on that note <laughs> uh, we will see you next time <laughs> <laughs>